Holy Spirit, we're just so aware of your presence in this place this morning. I pray you do surgery in our hearts today. We put aside distractions and Holy Spirit, we would be so aware of your word to us today. What you're speaking to every person. Lord, we don't want another message. We want a word from you this morning. Holy Spirit, open our hearts. Receptive to hear what you want to say in this place. We thank you for it. Powerful name of Jesus. Amen. You can take a seat this morning. We're a Pentecostal church. We're a spirit-led church and I just love to take moments where Holy Spirit can just move and and have the run of the place whenever He wants to. And uh, you've got run sheets and things that you organize and all that kind of stuff, but that's never above what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And, you know, we have two services back to back, and oftentimes we're having to move uh, through those services, but I'll never, ever be confined by that. Let's just allow the Holy Spirit to move and do what He wants to do. And welcome to church this morning. Welcome to those that are joining us online today as well. I uh, was saying a couple of weeks ago that I was sitting outside one night a few weeks ago underneath my pergola and there's a, a seat that I like to just sit on. And at night time when kids have gone to bed, the chaos and the noise is over and I can just sit and be alone with God. It's a, it's a place where I can read the Bible, it's a, pr- a place where I can pray, it's a place where I can think, it's a place where I can just ask God about the future. I think we all need a place like that, where we could just be with God. And the truth is, it's not about highlighting a place, but it's the time that we spend with God that's so important. And it's what God does in our life during that time. And I was sitting there this night and just asking God, oh, what are we going to do for the future? God, what do you want me to do this year? And, and vision and goals and what do you want me to do? And I'm going through all of these things and I've really felt the Holy Spirit impress upon my heart. As I asked him the question, what do you want me to do? I felt like he asked me the question, who do you want to be? And I thought, well, that's not the same. I've got all these things I want to get done. My doer's kicking in. I want, to, I, want to, I want to do all these things. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart those words, who do you want to be? And I think for all of us, it's a really important question to ask ourselves: who do I want to be? There's a lot of things that have changed this year, a lot of plans that we perhaps had that will change and will be altered and and, and, and those things that will not be the same as what we expected them to be. But we can still choose to be pers- purposeful. Just because plans change doesn't mean that God's purpose has changed. And just because it looks chaotic in our schedules doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit doesn't want to move. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit has cleared the agenda, has cleared the schedule. The Holy Spirit is always wanting to move. But sometimes we're not aware of what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. Sometimes we place our plans in front of God's purpose. And we mean well because we can even get about doing God's work without, without listening to what God is saying. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Taking time to spend time in His presence. And this is a funny message because I'm speaking to myself this morning. Because I can be really guilty 
of being the person that's wanting to get to the next plan, the next thing, the next goal, the next challenge. Ask my wife or ask any of our team. They have this joke about me that I'm kind of like, I'm relaxed and then I have this turbo that kicks in. So I'm like a car putting around town and then the turbo kicks in and everyone's worried because <laughs> he's off. He's off and racing. He's on to the next thing that we need to do. And I think probably all of us have an element of that in our lives where we are driven to get towards the next thing and that's not a bad thing. But what I'm saying this morning is we need to submit it all to the Holy Spirit and say, God, your plans, your will above it all. Your purpose is going to prevail above my plans. And I think it's a really important thing that we take this time where the the world in a lot of ways has been adjusted and things have been put on pause. We take this time to learn the lesson that the Holy Spirit is still moving, still working, but we have got an opportunity to listen in again to turn the rest of the noise of this world off and the, and the fog and the, and the fuzz of all that's going on around us and actually just focus in on God. What is the Holy Spirit saying? What is God wanting to do in our lives? See, plans change, but purpose doesn't. Galatians 5.16 says it this way. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the Spirit wants. And isn't that true in all of our lives? I believe Paul said, the very things I want to do, I don't do. And we can all find ourselves in that position where we make mistakes, we sin, we don't get it right. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before. That anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That we would follow the Spirit's leading in every part 
of our lives. Not just doing things out of habit and routine and cultural systems, but actually taking time out to spend time with God and say, Holy Spirit, where are you leading? Where are you guiding? Where are you directing my life? I want to listen to that. I don't want to just make plans. I want to live out your purpose. And there's something beautiful about a person that actually highlights what God wants above everything else and lives for God passionately as an all-in person. So I want to talk this morning about three ways to grow. And the first one's this. If we want to grow, we need to slow. Slow. We need to slow ourselves down to spend time with God. There's something incredible about just spending time in God's presence. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of slow this morning where you go to your workplace on Monday and start to do all of your activities in a slow way. That is a pathway for you to get fired. So don't take what I'm not saying this morning. I'm talking about slowing in terms of your relationship with God, in terms of the people that are important in your life, in terms of the priorities that God has given you, to focus on those and to take time. See, the thing is, you can't worship God fast. You can't read your Bible fast and really believe for God to get get something out of it. You can't pray fast and try to get to the next thing. You can't do family life fast. You can't evangelize to someone fast. It takes slow time. It takes the, the, the uh, sowing of our resources. It takes the attention that we need to give towards someone to slowing ourselves down to say, God, I want to put emphasis on these things. So many times we're in a rush. But you can't rush family. You can't rush evangelism. You can't rush worship. You can't rush those things and really soak into them well. And it's funny because I'm preaching this message to myself this morning. But Galatians 5 verse 16, it says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's talking about a walk. Walk by the Spirit. You're not sprinting by the Spirit to this thing, that thing, and the other. You're actually walking. There's a pace to it. There's a grace to it. There's an understanding. There's a rhythm to the Holy Spirit working and moving in your life. To be Spirit-led means you're not the busy person. You're not in a rush all the time. But you've got margin in your life for the Holy Spirit to move and to work in your life. And I think that's a really important thing. See, when I was at school, I, I, I was really into athletics carnivals and the sprinting side of it. And actually, over this COVID period, over the last 12 months, I've started to do a bit of running. And uh, I've never been a longer distance runner before. I've always been a sprinter. And so I love the 100 or 200 meter race at school. Anything above that, I'm considering long distance running. I don't want to do that. And you look at long distance runners, they don't look like they're having fun. There's no smile on their face as they're running. They look like they're in agony. As they're running, they're in pain. They're hurting. You know, and the only time a long distance runner smiles is when the race is over. Something's wrong there. But you look at Usain Bolt. 
I mean, this guy, he's got a smile on his face. He's celebrating 20, minute, 20 meters before the finish of the race. That's exciting. That's fun. And so I never really liked the long distance. But what I started to do is I started to, instead of running a, a kilometer as fast as I could, which is what I'd usually do, and all I could do is really get to a K, I started to run really slow. I forgot about the clock. I forgot about timing myself. And I just started to run slow. And it was amazing how much further I could run. All of a sudden, I ran 4Ks. I thought, I didn't know I could run 4Ks. I was struggling to run a kilometer. And I was doing it slow. And I'm not going to put my time on Strava so you can see and shame me or any of those things. But I just ran it slow. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I just took the time and I just ran. And I think that the principle is true in regards to our spiritual lives as well. We can be sprinting to this thing and that thing all the time and you can sprint and get somewhere fast. But if you want to go further, you need to go slower. If you really want to do the distance well, if you really want to be in it for the long haul and journey with God through the seasons, it's about taking the time to do it well. It's a bit like the gym. And this happens in January every year. People go to the gym and they go and have an incredible session in January. They have an hour and a half, two hours, and they are pumping at the gym. And it's amazing. And they're getting the selfie. It's going up on Instagram. And they've been to the gym and it was incredible. But they don't go again the whole year. And then the next year starts and they go again for their one gym session of the year. The truth is it would be better to do 15 minutes a day of exercise than to do just one two-hour gym session at the start of the year. If we just did it consistently, it's amazing what we could achieve. And it's the same with God. Sometimes we do that in our spiritual lives. Perhaps you don't have a habit of reading the Bible. There's no shame. But I'm saying to you this morning, instead of saying, all right, it's a new year, I'm going to try and approach my devotional life. Instead of saying this, I'm going to read three chapters every night. What if you read one verse and you meditated on that, allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to you about that, and you just did that consistently every day? One verse. There's no more uh, sense that you're a greater Christian if you read more than you read less. Amy and I often have a joke about this on you version. It's all about the streak. How many, how many times you've read the Bible in a row and, and, and it carries you how many days. And It's not about that either. It's just about setting aside time to be with God. Setting aside time to allow Him to speak. And imagine if we treated the Word of God for for the powerful Word that it actually is. We're not reading a novel. We're not reading some good idea or theory or some just boring theology. We are reading the Word of God that's powerful. It can transform your life. It can change your future. As you read it, it's reading you. It's doing something to you as you read it. But we've got to not treat it like a novel or some. A couple of words out of the Word of God can change everything. Our lives are built on the foundation of the Word of God. But we've got to slow ourselves to do it. That felt like someone's rushing through prayer or rushing through worship. It's like, no, it's just when we be still and know that I am God. You know, there's power in the pause. You know, I'm up here talking and, and one of the things that's hard to do as a communicator is to pause. It's a bit like stopping at 
uh, a red light, you're waiting at the ready to go again. And uh, it's an awkward moment as you're waiting. And it's the same with communicating. You can find yourself, if I was just to pause right now, I'm on pause. There's not a glitch online. There's an awkwardness about it. And sometimes we don't pause because we're in our rhythm, we're in our flow, we're going on to our next thing. But there is power in the pause. There's power in just spending time with God. There's power in just, uh, just laying down things and just allowing God to speak. And it may feel awkward at first, but there can be a comfortability about that to reflect on your thoughts to actually allow the Word of God to transform you and meditate on what God's saying. You know, there's something that I've started to do recently, and maybe this is, maybe I'm getting old, but I, I've started to have a cup of tea at night time. <laughs> I'm ancient. And uh, I just sit down, and I have a cup of tea, and I just reflect on the day. I think about what God's saying to me. I just spend time with God. I just slow myself down at the end of the day. And I just, I just allow the Holy Spirit to say and do what He wants. And I think it's been important. It's a bit like my slow running. It's a bit like I've just been trying to walk slower through the crowd and to see the people that are there and allow what the Holy Spirit's saying to me, allow me just to outwork that. And my personality, to be honest, is always in a rush. Natural me, I'm on turbocharge. You tell Amy, Amy will tell you, I don't like to sit at home and relax. What are we doing now? Where are we going? What are we going to do? And, and I can live like that, but I have to actually submit myself to the Holy Spirit and be ready for what God wants because God's purpose is greater than my plans. And I think it's really important that we understand that. You know, one of the things, one of the messages that's come out of this whole pandemic is the words and the, the messaging that has come from our government slow the spread, slow the spread. And it's been spoken over us and it's been uh, said on news things. And it's, it's really to remind us to make sure we're careful with our health, that when, when we're wearing masks, we're doing all the right things that we're meant to do so that the spread of COVID-19 is contained. But can I encourage you this morning that there's so many things that we can fill our lives with, so many distractions, so many ways that we spread ourselves thin, that perhaps it's a moment this morning to reflect on your life and to slow the spread, slow the spread of distraction, slow the spread of, of always giving yourself to multiple things. And what if you gave yourself to what God has called you to, and you went all in with that and gave it everything you've got with all of your passion? Wouldn't that be more effective? We can't do everything, but we must do something. So Holy Spirit, what are you asking me to do? Let me put my emphasis into that. Slow the spread of all the distractions and the things that kind of are pulling you in other directions. I love Psalm 37 verse 7. It says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him, to slow yourself down. There's a little wonder that when... People are learning to ride a motorbike or learning to drive a car. That you are 
given a reduced speed limit for your learning on your L's and your red P's and your green P's. You aren't allowed to go the maximum speed allowed on the road. You are actually forced to operate at a slower speed so that you can learn the skills to be able to operate that car or motorbike correctly. Actually going slower is teaching you more. Uh, myself, Tim and Simon Noble, we got our uh, P's on our motorbike a couple of weeks ago. And the motorbike P's test is all about going slow. In fact, the test at the end of the day, which you've spent eight hours training for, goes for four minutes and you don't go over 25 kilometers an hour. It's all about going slow, maneuvering through the cones, doing a sharp U-turn. All the things that it asks you to do are at slow speed. And the theory is if you can do it when you're doing it slow and learn the lessons, then you'll be able to do it at faster speed. It's actually during the slow that you grow. It's actually during that slowing yourself down that the Holy Spirit is doing the greatest work through your life. God is not going to see you in heaven and have a whole bunch of to-do lists for you and say, you messed up there, you messed up there, you messed up there. God's forming in you God's image, Christ's image in you. Love, joy, peace, patience. Who you are matters to God. And we often equate God to somebody that's judging us on what we do and ready to fail us at any moment that we stop doing things right. But actually God loves you and God wants to transform you from the inside out. And that takes us slowing down. See, slow grows you more than speed. Deadly to your purpose is hurry. Be still and know that I am God. He gives power to the weak, Isaiah 40 says. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But when those who wait on the Lord shall renew, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's all about the wait. But we don't like waiting. Our culture hates it. We've built all of these inventions to stop us waiting. And so it's not normal for us to wait. We just go on ahead without God at times. We just press on with things at times that God hasn't even asked us to do. And it's a real discipline to slow ourselves down and say, God, what do you want? What are you saying? Don't miss this moment in history. It's a moment to tune into the station of the Holy Spirit and listen to what He's saying. Forget about the noise all around you and listen to God. As you listen to Him, He's going to pull you up higher. Listen to what the Holy Spirit's job is, what Jesus said the Holy Spirit's job is. John 16 verse 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. 
For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And listen to this. And he will disclose to you what is to come. So you don't need to panic. You don't need to try and make it happen. You don't need to manipulate situations. You don't need to try and force things. There's a rhythm to it. As you listen to the Holy Spirit, He will reveal to you what is to come. He's guiding you. He's directing you. It's a bit like on a motorbike. As you come into a corner, you position yourself on the road in the right area. And as you move into that corner, you just glide. You just flow into that corner. And I think it's really important that we position ourselves in God in this season right now and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want? Where are you guiding and directing my life? We slow ourselves. The second thing, I'm not even going to take the time to go through it this morning because I'm, I'm out of time, but we slow ourselves. The second thing is we sow. So we slow, we sow. It talks about here in this passage whether we sow to our flesh or we sow to our spirit. Every day we have choices. We can make the decision to sow to the Spirit or we can make the decision to sow to the flesh. And as we do that, it has effects and consequences in our life. See, consistency is the key to growth. Galatians 6, 8 says, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. It's all about understanding that if we sow, if we want to be faithful, find a team to serve God and to serve people and be faithful in it. If we want to be generous, find a church to be generous towards, a a cause to be generous towards, a people to be generous towards, and sow into them and be generous to those people. It's amazing how generosity will flow out of your life. If you want to reach someone for Jesus then make a decision to meet new people and to sow into those relationships. Perhaps you're not good at meeting new people. What if you just made it a goal every Sunday just to meet one new person at church? Do you realize that over a whole year, you would have met 52 new people? You would have known new names, new stories, new people, understood their circumstances, you would have grown so much in confidence. The problem is we think we've got to meet 52 in one Sunday. But the consistency of doing it over time has such an incredible flow-on effect. Where are you sowing your life? Where you sow is where you'll grow this year. And finally, this morning is flow. Allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through our life. Where's your grace zone, your gift Where's God calling you to contribute? Where's the passions that are in your heart? Where's the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you? As you allow the Holy Spirit to flow through your life and you're aware of what He's saying, what He's speaking to you. Do you know this? The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. But are we listening? Sometimes we we would rather jump onto a podcast Listen to a preacher, do a message, listen to come to church and listen to someone else's revelation. But you know what the beautiful thing is? That God wants to give us the gold directly to ourselves. As we just spend time with Him, He's dropping things in our hearts. As we read His Word, revelation can well up. There's something so powerful about that. And no one can take that from you because it's your revelation. You've dug deep. You've spent the time getting in the world. 
You've spent the time drawing water, life, and the Spirit of God. You've spent the time just allowing Scripture to do something in you. That's so beautiful. And then when you come to church, you come ready to give out. Because you've already got such an overflow from what God's done in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to flow in and through your life. Would you stand with me this morning? Three questions you can ask yourself today. Where do I need to slow? Where do I need to sow? And where do I need the Holy Spirit's flow? Galatians 5.25 says, Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold on to it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. Work out its implications in every detail of our lives. Holy Spirit, what do you want? Would you reach out your hands this morning? Lord, we've come to meet with you today. We don't want another message. Holy Spirit, we want to be more aware of you. We have access to you anytime, anywhere, any season. And Holy Spirit, we want to grow closer to you. We want to be more aware and guided and directed in our lives by you. Take the highest place, Lord. Let your purpose be above our plans. Bring us up higher. Show us what is to come. Draw us up to the calling and purpose you have for us, Lord. Slow us where we've just been fast and busy and in rhythms. Lord, break those and let us just understand the freedom of being still and knowing you are God. Let us flow with the Holy Spirit. Let us sow to the things of the Spirit. They're going to build us in this season. We're getting stronger and we didn't even realize it. Holy Spirit, move in your church. Strengthen it in every area, in every way. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's worship Him this morning.